morning. Before we get started this morning, could we ask, uh, we're going to have probably a smaller crowd today because of the weather. So anybody sitting behind the middle of the auditorium, could y'all move forward this morning? Uh, the other guys didn't think I could get anybody to move, but I'm convinced we're going to get a lot of people. It will make the singing tremendously better, and I think you'll enjoy the entire worship service. If y'all will move down, that will, uh, that will help us tremendously. We're going to start in about two minutes. Okay, good morning, everyone. We're glad you're here this morning. Thank you all for moving down. That will, uh, that will make a, a big difference, I think, in the singing. And we're glad to see everyone here this morning on this Christmas Eve. So let's all get started. Let's stand as we sing a few uh, Christmas songs this morning. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come, ye, oh, come, ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. It came upon a man. 
song of old from angels been near the earth to touch their harps of gold peace on the earth good will to men from hams all gracious king the world in solemn stillness lay to hear the angels sing angels we have heard on high sweetly singing o'er the plains and the mountains in reply echoing their joyous strains
happy Christmas Eve. Um, we are really glad that you chose to be here with us today. Um, glad the rain let up for just a moment so that everybody could walk in and not be completely soaked. Hopefully it'll still be that way around 10 after 11. Then it can rain all at once after that because growing up in West Texas, we never complain about rain. East Texas is a little different, but not in West Texas. So we're glad you're here. Uh, on the back of your seat in front of you, there is a card. Uh, both for visitors on one side and members on the other. We would ask that you would fill that out. Uh, if you're joining us online or if you uh, are just more a little more app savvy, you can also check in on our church app as well, uh, just as a reminder that that's a possibility. But later on in the service, if you fill out one of these cards, some of our young men will come by to pick those up. Just an update on the next week because there's always that question of what's going on during the holidays. We have a pretty regular schedule here at West Irwin. We will have classes this Wednesday night. And next Sunday, which is also New Year's Eve, it will be a regular schedule, so we will have adult classes that morning at 9 o'clock, worship at 10, um, nothing that evening, but it will be a regular scheduled Sunday morning. Speaking of schedules and things that are a little bit different, being that today is Christmas Eve, uh, we are having some of our children's programming this morning, but not all of what we normally have. Toddlers and our younger BLAST program, which is preschool age BLAST, will be available during worship this morning. Our elementary kids will stay here uh, in the auditorium. Just as a, a brief wrap-up of uh, some of the things that you may or may not be aware of that happened here at West Irwin this month, uh, not this past week, but the week before was an incredibly busy week up here. There are a few people who go to great lengths to make our Family Life Center transform this time of year. And we start that off here on, on the 11th with our church Christmas party, which we call Reindeer Games. And for those of y'all that were here this year, it was a, a really fun evening. We had a lot, of, a lot of good times were shared. But then the rest of that week, that building was used every single day. Uh, there are two luncheons that this church hosts for uh, special needs programs, both in Tyler ISD as well as White House ISD. Then we uh, partnered with Douglas Elementary, and there was a luncheon uh, that Friday for uh, their uh, teachers that, that we support. And then we had, at the end of that week on Saturday morning, our uh, special ladies luncheon, uh, which, I, as I shared a couple of weeks ago, if you are a special lady, all ladies are special. All ladies are special. But just some that day got to be a little bit more special. Uh, and Santa John Shaw uh, made an appearance uh, at the special ladies luncheon. Um, I mean, if he would grow his beard out, it could just be John. Uh, but not everybody can do what I can do. So, you know, we, we do what we can. But it was a, it was a wonderful week. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of things that happen at a place like this, even from our young families who come up during the week and utilize uh, our indoor playground that we have here this time of year. And so just as a reminder, it's not just Sunday morning that, that this, this place is used, and especially this time of year, uh, that, that particular building has served to bless a lot of people this month. And so uh, just as a thank you to everyone who volunteered for that, who financially gave toward that to make that possible, all of those things possible to our, our drivers who and families who delivered poinsettias to some of our shut-ins last Saturday. It was a, a lot has been going on. Uh, Matt is one of our elders here, and he's going to be sharing with us our uh, shepherd's prayer in just a moment, but also has a special announcement regarding a few things, including uh, our special contribution. So I'm going to turn that over to Matt. Thank you, Eric. 
You look real nice this morning. <laughs> Not sure why, but something's different. <clears throat> this church, uh, this body of Christians known as the West Irwin Church of Christ, has a great legacy. Almost a century ago, Francis, you were just a baby. <laughs> the members of this body were contemplating the Great Depression and unable to make ends meet at times, and even the preacher's salary had to be suspended for a while. Yikes, Bill. However, that group and many even before them since 1885 overcame many challenges, including wars and disease and famine, but uh, made the commitment that the Lord's work would continue at this place, whatever it took. And I can tell you that that spirit and commitment is still with us today at this church. On December the 10th, it was announced that we would have special giving on the 17th, though we realized that all the contributions would likely not be collected on that date. However, to this day, from that effort, we've received the amount of $151,440.50. What a blessing this will be for this congregation and for what we know will be blessings for many others that we support and plan to support in the mission fields for those that we teach, feed, and love in our local efforts each week and for maintaining and improving our facilities. You're to be commended for your love for the Lord and the trust that you placed in the leadership at this place. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that you are our Father for your wisdom, for your love, your grace, and your providence. We're thankful for the West Irwin Church and what it means to so many here and abroad. We're thankful for its dedicated members who work and sacrifice their time and talents each week the ability and willingness to share our spiritual and physical blessings with others who may not know you it is our desire that you will continue to bless us so that we will continue to have the means and ability to implement your great commission going into all nations, teaching and baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit so that their sins may be forgiven and these who obey will also spread your holy word. Heavenly Father, we also know that you're the great physician, and we have these of our number who we wish to place before you that need your love, your comfort, your peace, and your healing power. This time we pray for, as a family, for Stan Clark, that his treatments will heal and comfort him, and that you would return him to our number so that he may continue the work and service he provides at this place. For Katie Latham, for Susan Womack and her family and the loss of her sister, Jennifer. For Lonnie Stafford, Suzanne Transier and her family and the many difficulties and health issues that they're having and the loss of her grandfather, Jim Coulter. For John Thompson, the father of Marla Canifax. For Jeff Ingram. For the Danny Snell family and the loss of his sister, Peggy. For Galen Siegler. For John Shaw. For Janine Hughes. For Arlene Lockhart. And others this morning we were thinking of who cannot be here, who are lonely or who have a troubled spirit or missing loved ones at this time of year that we set aside to remember the birth of your son. Heavenly Father, may this truly be a celebration 
of the one who, born of a miracle, gives hope to a fallen world. It is our prayer that if only for a few moments the world will look away from the darkness and focus on the face of Jesus, who is the light of the world. Forgive us, Father, when we fail you. Continue to watch over us and bless us. Be with us in our travels this season. For it's in the name of your Son and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And amen. To help us prepare prepare our minds for the Lord's Supper this morning, we'll sing, Lead Me to Calvary. Kingdom of life, I crown will gather with our loved ones today and tomorrow to celebrate another blessed Christmas season. And though our individual traditions may vary, every one of us in this room will have one thing in common, an empty chair. There's not a family in the entire world that doesn't have an empty chair. Despite the noise and the chaos of the day, The chair's voice can be heard. I'm empty. Mother is not here. Brother is not here. Dad is not here. And right there at the table where we're supposed to be celebrating in fellowship, we must work around the scream of the emptiness. I do, however, know of a chair that is never empty. Hebrews 10 and 12. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Christ is forever seated. His chair will never be empty. Because of his birth, death, and resurrection, all of our empty chairs become chairs of reassurance. Chairs destined for fullness once again. Will you pray with me? Our most gracious Heavenly Father, again, we're just thankful that this time, for the Lord's Supper, we ask, dear God, that you take this bread, this bread in remembrance of our Jesus Christ's body and lift it up and lift it to us, to all of us, to understand what this Lord's Supper is all about. Just bless us all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Show me the tomb where thou wast laid, tenderly born and bled. Angels and rules of thy ordained, guiding what Lest I forget gracious Heavenly Father. Again, dear God, we're just thankful for this opportunity to take the Lord's hand. This opportunity to drink from this cup that symbolizes the blood of our precious Jesus who died for us. We lift this moment up to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let me like Mary through the set aside this time to give back. Would you pray with me? Dear God, just thankful again for this opportunity to give back to you all the wonderful, wonderful things that you have given to us. Give back our monies so this church can go on, that can we do things that we need to do all in your honor and for the honor of our Jesus. And it's in his name that I pray. Amen.
Let's sing Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, while our kids come up for kids' time. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Jesus died for all the children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus died for all the children of the world. Well, we have a few more coming up, and that's good. Um, I have a question for you. What is today? I mean, I know it's Sunday, but what is it? Christmas Eve, that's right. So that means tomorrow would be Monday. What, what, what would it be tomorrow? Christmas Day, that's right. And we give a lot of presents on Christmas. Do you think you're going to get a few presents tomorrow on Christmas? Yes. You, some of you will, okay. It depends. Oh, you already opened your presents? I want to live with you. That sounds fun. That sounds really, really good. Well, you know, we give a lot of presents and we receive a lot of presents around Christmas Day and Christmas Eve. And I think that's a wonderful thing. But, you know, we remember a special gift that God gave to us this time of year and all through the year. What gift is that? Do you remember? Well, Christmas, that is a gift from God as well, no doubt. God gave us Jesus, his son. Now, we don't know that he was born on December 25th. We're not sure of the exact date. And the Bible doesn't tell us a specific day to remember him. But you know what the Bible does say? The Bible does say that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And so it's good for us to celebrate that time when Jesus came and was born. And Joseph and Mary raised him and he lived a wonderful life and gave his life for us on the cross. And that would have never happened if he hadn't come and been born that night, that silent night that we sang about earlier. And, you know, lots of people celebrated. In fact, the shepherds came Uh, The wise men came. Uh, There were people in Jerusalem when he was just a baby still that worshipped him. And you know who worshipped him first? Angels. Angels worshipped Jesus because he was, even though he was a tiny baby just born, he was the son of God even then. And it was a cause of great celebration. So it's a great thing that we celebrate that today. Um, How many of you can see what's on my tie here? Can any of you see? What is it? It's a Christmas tree, that's right. Who are the little kids on there? Can you see? Who is that? It's, who is it? It's Charlie Brown, that's right, and all of his friends and Snoopy. Underneath, I've got a little place of Snoopy with a Christmas hat on. And, you know, there was a movie a long time ago called A Charlie Brown Christmas. And during that movie, one of Charlie Brown's friends, a a little boy named Lioness, who always had his security blanket with him, he took the stage and he read the scripture. He read by memory, he quoted the book of Luke that talked about Jesus' birth. 
And we're going to show that in just a moment. But before we start it, I want to tell you about a little secret in that scene that not everybody knows about. And that is Linus is up there and he's reciting that great scripture about Jesus' birth. And he's holding on to his security blanket. And he gets to that part where the shepherds saw the angels appear and they were very much afraid. And the angel told them, fear not, for I bring you glad tidings of great joy. When the angel says, fear not, and Linus is reading that, he puts his blanket down. His security blanket that he always carried with him and was never seen without it. When the angel says, as he recites that, fear not, just like that comforted the shepherds, it comforts Linus and it comforts all of us and we don't have to be afraid. So we're going to watch that scene and listen to the words of Linus. You can watch it here or you can watch it way up there. Away in a manger while we're still up here, okay? Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus lay down was born and we're very glad to celebrate it along with the angels and the others but remember we celebrate his birth and his life and how he gives us life every single day now remember when you go back if you're in elementary school you get to stay with your family in your pew if you're one of the younger ones then you can go on to blast right now as we sing one more chorus of that song we sang earlier okay you can go now Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Christ the Lord. If you would at this time be passing your attendance cards to an aisle that's closest to you, and we have some young men that are coming down each aisle to collect these cards for us. For Bill's lesson to us this morning, let's all stand and sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the newborn King, Peace on Hail the headboard. 
cool, calm, and collected, no matter what. Well done, Gary Abels. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. Merry Christmas Eve. It is wonderful to be able to be together and to have such a wonderful group that's gathered here today on this rainy, kind of cool day in Northeast Texas. Wonderful to welcome all of you who are attending with us online. We appreciate that very much, and we're very thankful to all. As we shared with the kids, as our shepherd Matt prayed during our prayer, what a blessing it is that our world pauses more at this time of year than at any other time of year to remember God and to remember Jesus Christ and the great gift that Jesus Christ is. And you know, his death and his burial and his resurrection are the gospel. They are what save us. But none of that would have happened had he not been born. Had he not taken on flesh, even as the Son of God. And so it's right for us to celebrate that whenever possible. And this time of year especially is right for us to do that because we can pull other family and friends and neighbors and co-workers in to celebrate with us as well. And what a blessing it was to hear Eric recount some of the things that have gone on through this church family and our life and ministry over the past several weeks. It's been such a blessing. Such a blessing. And as Eric shared, so many people have given so much, so much of their time and energy and resources to help to be a part of that. And that is a great and wonderful uh, blessing. Uh, It's wonderful to hear that our special giving was double, I think, weighed what you had asked for. And oh, we have little faith, but that is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it is a great blessing because I know that people give... Uh, realizing that giving to the work of the Lord means taking it away from something else. But the opposite of that is true, isn't it? Giving to something else or spending on something else when it could be given to the Lord and would be right to do that. Everything we have is God's. And everything we spend it on brings glory to God. And so what a blessing you all are to step up and take part And allow our life and ministry in this church to not just continue, but to grow and to thrive. What a great blessing that is. Along with that, one of the things that we do, I do a Facebook Bible study on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. It's on my Facebook page live. After that, it goes online uh, on my Facebook page, on our church Facebook pages, and also on our website. And this coming year in 2024, I'm going to be using the daily Bible in chronological order uh, that is edited by F. Lagarde Smith. You may have that book already. We've used it before. You may have uh, it on your Kindle or some other device. Uh, It is the best daily Bible reading tool that I've ever come across. And so this coming year in 2024, you may be using a different uh, daily Bible reading tool or book, and that's great. That's wonderful. If you want to use that one, follow along with us. Or even if you don't, follow along with us as we summarize a little bit of the week's reading each week. But if you'd like a copy of that, I actually have. Started with 12, I'm down to 9. But I do have 9 copies of that with us today. And so if you want one of those, they're $20 each. If the money's a problem, let me know and that'll be fine. But we have those up here at the front. And I'll be up here after our service today uh, to share those with you. If you would like. What a great blessing. Now is the time, right? Now is the time to decide. You know, in 2024, I'm going to read through the Bible. And 
Judges is a long way off, and that's where it gets really tedious. Leviticus, not all that much fun either. But, but Genesis is really exciting, and that's where we start with. So that's a great place um, to start. I hope that you'll do that. And if I can help in any way, please let me know. Please let me know. Um, Again, we're glad to celebrate the birth of Christ. We celebrate his life, death, and resurrection all the time. Every Sunday we gather around this table, as Danny led us a little bit ago, in considering this great, great gift of Jesus Christ. Um, But he had to be born to do that. Some of the things that happen when most babies are born today happened when Jesus was welcomed into the world as well. Recently, one of our families, Rob and Jessica and Emma Rose, welcomed a little brother for Emma Rose, uh, Caleb Thomas Smith. We have some others that are coming pretty soon. Talk about coming attractions. That We've got a few in our church family here and in our extended family as well. And we certainly uh, ask the Lord's blessing upon the moms and upon the babies, and yes, also the dads, of course. But you know, when things happen when a baby is born, it's not unusual. Those things happen, and they've happened all along. And when we see the the birth of Jesus, even though he was the Son of God, maybe even especially since he was the Son of God, it was a very special birth. But it still carried along some of the same things that we still do today. When a new baby is born. And so I want us to consider some of those things today. We'll be in Luke chapters 1 and 2. Matthew chapters 1 and 2. Those are the passages that talk about this time. At the very, very beginning of Jesus' life. So a few things about that. First of all, the baby is named. The baby is named. Most parents have a name picked out for their child. Before that child is even born. Well, that was the case with Jesus Also, the baby is named. One of the names that was given to the Lord is Jesus. Jesus. When the angel Gabriel comes to see Mary and says, you're going to have a baby, uh, he tells her that baby will be named Jesus. And he will save his people from their sins. The baby's name is announced to Joseph in Matthew 1. The baby's name is actually given to him on the eighth day, officially, of his life after he is born. When he is uh, circumcised in Jerusalem and they give him the name, not Joseph Jr., (laughs) not Bar Joseph, which would have been the way they would have written it then. But they give him the name Jesus. Why? Because it literally means the Lord saves or Jehovah saves. And that was the name that was given to the Lord. You go back to the Old Testament in Isaiah chapter 7 and there's another name given. And that's the name Emmanuel. In Matthew's account in Matthew chapter 1, Matthew quotes that statement. And we'll read it later. And he talks about that, that passage that Isaiah read that maybe he didn't even know was going to be fulfilled at this time by the very Son of God. The word Emmanuel means God with us. And yes, he is always with us. And God has given us his Holy Spirit to continue that presence. But when Jesus was born, he was also called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And God was. And he still is. 
The baby is named Jesus, the Lord saves. Emmanuel, God is with us. But not only is the baby named, when the baby is born, the baby is announced. The baby is announced. Who can keep that quiet, right? In the days of social media, it's like, ah, I want to post something and say something and show some pictures and all of that. And I'm thinking, nope, Bill, got to wait. Not your place. Not your place. It may be that those parents would like to share that news with the world themselves and not you. And so we respect that. But it was the same kind of excitement that we saw when Jesus himself was born. That birth was announced, and it was announced in spectacular ways. It was announced, first of all, to his mother before he was even conceived. And that is unbelievable. The story is told in Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. To a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. Don't you see that as a consistent statement when someone has this experience with God, Old Testament or new, it's the same thing. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid, Mary, verse 30. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And then Mary brings up the obvious herself. Verse 34, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin, never been with a man. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. We know from other accounts that Mary went to see that relative, Elizabeth, and shared the joy of her, probably stayed until John the Baptist was born. But we remember that story when Mary comes in and uh, Elizabeth and uh, John in the womb hear her voice. Elizabeth says, the baby within me jumped for joy at the sound of your voice. And how could I be so blessed that the mother of my Lord would come and see me? So many great stories. The baby is announced first to Mary, but then secondly to Joseph. To the one who would be his earthly father and who would raise him as his own. In Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. Matthew writes this, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. You see, she told him that she was pregnant and it was 
from God. And she told him what the angel Gabriel had said to her, but the angels had not come to visit Joseph yet. All he had was what Mary said. Put yourself in his place. Would you have believed that? I'm sure Joseph wanted to, but he couldn't bring himself to believe it. But he also was a good man, and he obviously loved Mary. And though he could have caused her to be subject to public disgrace, he refused to do that. And he was going to separate from her, divorce her quietly, as it says. But, verse 20 of Matthew 1, But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will give him the name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Later on, Joseph and Mary would have other children, boys and girls, who would be half-brothers biologically of Jesus. And the Gospels tell us about them a little bit and about their names. We have two books in our New Testament that are written by two of Jesus' half-brothers, James and Jude. The baby is announced to Mary first and then to Joseph. And then Luke 2 begins with the uh, a story of Jesus' birth. And then it continues with the next announcement. And this announcement is given to the shepherds. Our friend Linus has already shared with us some of this story, but I would like to continue and reread that part and then continue and read a little bit farther. Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Verse 13, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, <clears throat> praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. We were sharing earlier <clears throat> in our service about those who find a mixed blessing at this time of year. That empty chair that Danny so beautifully shared and talked with us about. And I want us to remember that those who are the, the suffering ones, those who might be considered um, outcasts, those who are going through difficult times, society and our culture seems to shun them. But I want you to remember the very first people on this planet that were told the great news when Jesus had been born were some of the lowest on the social scale. No one would have thought that these lowly shepherds would have been given this great news first. And yet, 
they were. Verse 16 of Luke 2. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Verse 20, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The baby is announced to Mary, then to Joseph, then to shepherds after he is born, and then to Simeon and Anna. Again, Luke records Jesus' parents taking him to uh, Jerusalem to be circumcised and to give him the name the angel had given him, Jesus. But then about 40 days later, according to the law in Leviticus 12, parents are to take that newborn, and depending on whether it's boy or girl, uh, the timing is involved there, but they take that newborn in and uh, they have this consecration ceremony for this firstborn, and they also go through the ceremonial cleansing for the mother. And while they are there, 40 days after Jesus' birth, they are approached by two people of God, Simeon and Anna. We read their incredible story in Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. He probably didn't even understand everything that he was saying. But he knew this was the moment he had been waiting for. Verse 33, the child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the rising and falling of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the, hearts, the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will, peace, will pierce your own soul. Verse 36, there was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84 or was a widow for 84 years. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Luke records how Joseph and Mary, because they were poor, they had gone there with the simplest of sacrifice. They couldn't bring a lamb and a dove or a pigeon because they couldn't afford a lamb. So they brought the, what the law says, if you can't afford the lamb, bring this. And that's what they did. And while they were there, Simeon and Anna come up to them with this incredible moment. Then in Matthew 2, only Matthew records this. This is the visit of the Magi, the wise men as we call them. Matthew 2, beginning at verse 1. 
After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who was born of the king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law or scribes, he asked where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem of Judah, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. And then they quote from Micah chapter 5, that this was to take place in Bethlehem near Jerusalem. Verse 7, then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out uh, from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. It was clear why the Magi were going there. Verse 9, After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them and until it stopped over the place where the child was. By this time, probably not the stable or the place where the animals were kept. Who knows how long it's been, sometime between 40 days and perhaps two years, because Herod is going to kill the the little boys two years and under when he finds out they went the other way. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed, verse 10. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they return to their country by another route. And Herod gets mad and then he kills the little boys, two years old and under in Bethlehem. We don't know how many there were. Most have said somewhere probably between 12 and 20. Some have said many more, but Bethlehem was not a large town at that time. But even one death was horrible to consider. Because of that, God instructs Joseph, take your family to Egypt until it's safe. And when it's safe, they come back and they go back home to Nazareth. The baby is named. The baby is announced. And thirdly, the baby is celebrated. The baby is celebrated. Jesus celebrated by angels, shepherds, Simeon and Anna, the Magi, and who knows how many others during those first days and weeks of his life. So a couple of things about the celebration of Jesus. First of all, God is praised. In all of those instances, as you you read that, you realize that God is being praised for the birth of this baby and for his plan that they see being worked out, even though they didn't understand it. Still, they praised God. Even the angels praised God. Secondly, others are told, can't keep it to yourself. Others are told. The angels tell the shepherds. The shepherds go and see if it's true. And then they tell everybody they could come around. Simeon and Anna share this message of what they have seen and what they have experienced with all who would listen. These wise men, the magi, I'm sure on their way home, anybody that would ask them, what are you guys doing here? They were glad to tell. The baby is celebrated. God is praised and others are told. So what will it look like if we are welcoming the Savior today? What will that look like? It will look exactly the same. If we're welcoming the Savior, first of all, we praise God just as they did. We praise God just as gloriously, just as thankfully as if we had been there with the shepherds when the angels appeared. 
as if we were there with Simeon and with Anna when we realized that the culmination of our lives was right there in front of us. We are welcoming the Savior. We praise God. And then secondly, we tell others. We tell others. We can't hold it in. This blessed story of the life and teaching and miracles and death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ begins right here at that stable, in that manger, with the birth of the very Son of God. We praise God. We tell others. That's what we do. That's what we have to do. We can't hold it in. The news is too wonderful. We can't hold it in. This morning, if we can help you praise God, if we can help you tell others, if we can help you come to that one who was born that silent night, we'd love to do that. Come as we stand. Sing our song together. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let Thank you so much for this wonderful day today and as Eric alluded to earlier, the break in the weather to allow us to come here to worship. Thank you so much for your grace and mercy in bringing or allowing your son to come to this earth in the flesh. 
and forgive us of all of our sins. Uh, Guide us and direct us as we go throughout this week. Be with our members and visitors that are traveling today, tomorrow, and the day after. And uh, be with those on our uh, prayer and care list and uh, continue to heal them as we go. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.